Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a viewer-driven feature where we respond to your questions on everything from history to political philosophy, economics, culture, all those things that matter to us in our life together as citizens. And this one actually comes from a comment on a previous Ask the Professor video about Hitler's foreign policy. It's from High Miles 68 and I don't know who you are, but I thank you for the comment and I'm treating it as a question. Essentially, it is this. Wouldn't Germans have been less willing to support Hitler if the Versailles settlement hadn't forced them to pay enormous reparations even when they were starving? And the short answer to that question is undoubtedly yes. The imposition of huge reparations on Germany was a terrible mistake. Not an incomprehensible one, but one that led to a situation, there's this apocryphal slogan of the Prime Minister and Yes Minister, which is, in defeat malice, in victory revenge. And what you really did see coming out of Versailles on the part of the Allies was, you know, in victory revenge, and on the part of the Germans, in defeat malice. Not everybody, of course, but broadly speaking, that was the reaction with terrible consequences. The problem is that from the point of view of the Allies, who blamed Germany for the war, and not wrongly in my opinion, the German government in particular definitely planned World War I and wanted World War I. The Kaiser was not Hitler, but he was an odious man, and he was not by any means innocent in this matter. As for Germans themselves, well, a lot of them were enthusiastic about the war. Of course, you could say the same thing about people in other countries. But the fact is that the Allies did blame the Germans for the war. They had suffered terribly. Germany had occupied most of Belgium and a significant part of France for a great deal of the war and had caused enormous damage. And they wanted their money back. And remember, after the Franco-Prussian War, the Germans had certainly imposed large reparations on France. So in a very real sense, it was just, you know, turn about as fair play. But here's the obvious problem. Germany, too, was devastated by the war. Not physically, and Germany wasn't bombed the way it was in World War II, it wasn't occupied. But the effort of sustaining the war on the kind of industrial scale that World War I required had drained the German people, their economy, their financial resources, just about everything. In the post-war period, they were, they suffered terrible economic hardship, some of it aggravated by really bad policy, including a sneering hyperinflation as if that would make the reparations issue go away instead of making their economy do so. And you got into this vicious circle where the German economy couldn't recover unless it got loans from the Americans and the Americans were looking to get their money back from the Allies because they had made large loans during the war, and the Allies were saying, well, we can't pay you back till we get reparations from Germany. So it's obvious that something should have been done about this, and it was obvious at the time. People tried, and people called the United States isolationist in the 1920s, but as a matter of fact, Calvin Coolidge's vice president, Charles Dawes, won the Nobel Peace Prize before being put on the Republican ticket for trying to devise a settlement of Germany's reparations, the whole war debts tangle. Anyway, so the point is, yes, we can see clearly in retrospect that World War II would be a lot less likely if only the Germans hadn't felt victimized after the war. But, and this to me is the crucial question, given that we now see that so clearly, can we expect people at the time to have seen it? And 
what might have been done to bring about a better arrangement? We all imagine ourselves courageously standing up and saying, oh, this is foolishness, let us make peace with our former enemies, as indeed we did after World War II, and it worked out very well. The lesson was eventually learned. Unfortunately, we couldn't make peace with our former ally, but it being Stalin, that wasn't all that surprising. But it's, it's like imagining that if you'd lived in the 1850s, you'd have been an abolitionist. We all think we would have been, but statistically, it's highly unlikely. So how might anybody have gone about doing so? Remember the, the slogan, you know, about, well, squeeze the Germans till the pips squeak or hang the Kaiser. That's the popular mood. What can you go out and say? What speech might you give if you were transported back to late 1918, early 1919, that would change popular opinion? Say, oh, those Germans, they're not bad chaps after all. You know, it's certainly true of a lot of them, but it probably wouldn't work. You would somehow have to say, this is a war that none of us really intended. Even if the German high command felt that they could knock out France and Russia and become a world power and that sort of thing, they didn't understand any better than we did the cost of this war. They didn't know how long it would last. They did not understand that it would slaughter millions of men, that it would require munitions and transport on this kind of scale. They did themselves in as well as us. They simply haven't got the money. And we all have to recognize that we all made a terrible mistake in not foreseeing the extraordinarily destructive nature of this war. And now that it has happened, now that we have defeated the German menace, there is no cost that we could really impose on them at this point that would come close to equaling the cost they just imposed on themselves. And there is no amount that we could demand from them that would significantly improve our situation that they could possibly pay. So let us, in fact, be resolute in defeat and magnanimous in victory. That clearly was the thing that needed to be done. The problem is it was not a popular position at the time, and even if some people did warn about the consequences of Versailles settlement, including John Maynard Keynes, I don't like him very much, but give the devil his due, he did on this one, their voices were not heeded. And it's a great pity because one of the funny things about the war, I mean, not funny, haha, but very peculiar, that the Western economies, despite the cost of the war, the physical destruction, the loss of men, the consumption of resources on an astounding scale, recovered very quickly. The prosperity of the 1920s in Britain and France was not exactly what it would have been without the war. And obviously the dead remained dead, but it is striking how well off people were in the 1920s, given the destructiveness of World War I. Had they simply said, okay, that was a horrible experience for all of us, let's just settle the thing strategically and move on, they'd have been only marginally uh, better off, perhaps economically, but a whole lot better off strategically because the Germans were convinced that they were ill-treated. And even if that belief was in some measure irrational, on reparations it wasn't, especially given the difficulties that they did encounter, including the hunger. On the other hand, as I mentioned, people really did learn this lesson. After World War II, instead of crushing their former enemies, they had the Marshall Plan to rebuild them. So, yeah, eventually we learned the lesson. And maybe we can hang on to it now. So when you are faced with a deadly enemy, do not deceive yourself about the nature of the foe and be unwavering in your determination to defeat them. But once they are defeated, really defeated, 
do your best to turn an enemy into a friend, in part by letting bygones be bygones. Because if the Allies had done that after World War I, I don't reproach them for not seeing it, but if they had done it, it is a great deal less likely that there would have been a World War II. So, thanks for the question. Thank you for watching. If you're enjoying Ask the Professor, please go to my website. Here's the URL to make a pledge and support. If you have a question for the professor, here's the URL for that. See you next time.